Welcome to another episode of the History of California podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Maddox. Today we are in our last episode on the California mission system. I've really enjoyed my time in this part of California's history. It's such an integral part of our history, but like all good things, it must come to an end. And next week we're moving on to a new topic that I will talk about at the end of this podcast. So for now, let's get into our final episode on the Santa Barbara mission. This is the last week we'll be spending on missions. Again, I want to emphasize why I'm speeding through, or at least appear to be speeding through, certain parts of uh, this geographical or state history. Uh, For one, my background is in American history, and when discussing Spanish colonial history, I often have to rely on others' opinions, um, occasionally wading out of my depth. But secondly, this podcast is ultimately about the history of California the state. Uh, But the reality is uh, we still have many more episodes even before we get there. So um, I believe and I firmly contend that this is more than just a cursory introduction. I believe that I'm not giving short shrift to important topics, especially ones related to indigenous people. And again, we will return to indigenous people in happy and unhappy ways in future episodes. So hopefully Um, your understanding that I could only visit three of the missions um, in this podcast. Now, the the Santa Barbara mission has a special place for me because my brother lives in Santa Barbara. And I believe, along with a host of wealthy boomers and celebrities, that it is one of the most beautiful places to live in California. California has been fortunate enough to have many beautiful locales as part of its topography. The previous two missions that we discussed were both founded by Sarah, but this mission was actually founded by La Seine in 1786. It was supposed to have been founded by Sarah, um, but due to his unfortunate death, um, it was passed on to his successor. Um, The mission was known as the Queen of the Missions. Due to the beauty of the landscape and likely its central location along the coast between the southern and northern missions. The mission would later become the headquarters of all the missions because of that central location and also the fact that it had such an accessible harbor. After Lassen completed the ceremonial founding and early duties, he left uh, Antonio Paterna in charge, who began construction on most of the major structures most of which were made out of wood initially. They included dormitories, a kitchen, and houses for the native people. They also initially built three churches, uh, with the final of the three being completed in 1794. That building, the last, included six side chapels. It was an enormous building. Uh, Following an earthquake in 1812, though, the leaders completed the final church building on the site, which stands there to this day. This new church uh, took eight years to complete, and it was headed up by a stonemason named Antonio Ramirez. And we'll come back uh, to that church in a little bit when we talk more in depth about that earthquake. Now, one of the major projects completed the mission was the Mission Dam and Aqueduct. The project was completed in 1807 with most of the work done by Native people with the direction of priests at the mission. This project was initiated following a severe drought in the 1790s, Uh, but wasn't started for another 10 years after the fact. 
The drought not only affected drinking water supply, but also affected crop yields. The length of the planting time brought a sense of comfort, particularly as someone living in the Central Valley and watching the pace of construction on a high-speed rail along the Central Corridor move at the speed of a millipede. Um, California, I suppose, has a history um, of slow construction. Um, I've been taking this great course during quarantine called Age of Cathedrals. It's uh, one of those open courses, I believe it's at Yale. Um, One of the cathedrals mentioned in the course took 650 years to complete. The patience required seems beyond our abilities anymore. We all have five-year plans or New Year's resolutions, short-term plans, and the thought of something taking that long to complete uh, is unfathomable. Now, the dam at the center of the system was built of sandstone and lime mortar. Uh, The main wall was 100 feet across and 23 feet deep. The dam stored a large amount of water redirected into an irrigation system that ran through the mission. This dam was actually used by the city of Santa Barbara until the 1980s. The water back then was mainly used for cattle and agriculture, but there was also some redirected to a washing station near the priest's cloister for things like laundry. Eventually, this water system would be purchased by the Mission Water Company in 1872 uh, for $20,000. A second water company, the De La Guerra, Garden Springs Company built a second water system in 1888, and the two companies merged in 1891. As water needs expanded, so did the needs for additional water resources. I'll stop here for now as uh, the history of water in California is both complicated and requires its own podcast. A few years after the completion of the aqueduct system, there were some subsequent earthquakes Uh, that all began on December 21st of 1812. The first one occurred at 10 a.m., which, according to the records, startled everyone at the mission, but no considerable damage occurred. The second quake followed about 15 minutes later and was much larger than the first. The church bells were recorded as ringing from the quake. Also, multiple buildings collapsed from the quaking. Many of the buildings that collapsed were made of adobe, Now, the issue of fragility of adobe buildings being prone to collapse uh, from earthquake is something that's been well documented. Uh, Some recent earthquakes that have caused serious damage to these types of buildings with these types of building materials include the 1976 Guatemala earthquake, the 2003 Bam earthquake, and the 2010 Chilean earthquake. The 1812 earthquake could be felt for more than 100 miles. The soldiers at the station were so afraid from the earthquake that they, understandably, were worried about the structural integrity of their buildings. They lived in small huts, consequently, for the early portion of the next year as a series of follow-up earthquakes uh, continued to rock the region uh, for the next six months. Now, uh, according to one dubious source, and I say dubious with a lot of intention here, Uh, because I'm uncertain of its veracity. Uh, There was also apparently a tsunami that occurred alongside of this earthquake. Apparently, this wave found its way up the Refugio Canyon, and according to the source, it it 
carried water back more than a mile up the canyon. Um, however, there is no primary source evidence of the first-hand type uh, that actually showed that this happened. This was in a newspaper in San Francisco where it was reported. Now, following the destruction of the earthquake, the church was rebuilt, like we said before, using sandstone this time. Um, and the newly rebuilt church uh, was dedicated in 1820 with the governor of Alta California in attendance. Um, ironically, the church building was damaged again uh, in 1825 by another earthquake, but this time the damage was not as total. Uh, the church remains there today as much the same church that was built um, back then. Uh, a similar historical pattern following the San Juan Capistrano mission occurred with the Santa Barbara mission, i.e. Mexican independence, return of the missions to the Catholic Church and Abraham Lincoln, and eventual restoration. So I'm not going to go into much more details uh, about the later history following what I've given you so far. However, I do want to mention one interesting anecdote about the Santa Barbara Mission. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt actually visited the Santa Barbara Mission. Um, many presidents have visited Santa Barbara the city, and it's not something that's uncommon. After all, it's a fairly pretty place, kind of, I guess. Anyway, Roosevelt showed up by train in Santa Barbara on a very foggy day, uh, but he still described Santa Barbara as one of the most beautiful places he'd ever seen. Roosevelt delivered a speech on State Street, along with some important dignitaries from California. Um, and then Roosevelt was given a tour of the mission grounds and delivered a speech there about the importance of caring for and conserving the environment. Now, given the beauty of the surrounding area, it would make sense that that would be the topic of Roosevelt's speech. The Library of Congress actually has a digitized picture of Roosevelt standing with the priest at the mission while he's apparently delivering this speech. Uh, in the background, he's surrounded by men in top hats and formal attire. In the foreground, you see the priest, in contrast, standing with his traditional uh, monkish-looking robe. It's quite a picture. So, we've spent a fair amount of time looking at missions first through the lives of Junipero Serra and then some of his followers, and by visiting three of the more famous missions along the coast of California. Like I've said, we could spend countless hours pouring through the history of missions in California, but like any survey course, as soon as you get comfortable somewhere, it's already time to move on again. Uh, next time, we'll have a unique episode. Uh, we have a surprise guest, a writer who has uh, written a novel about the history of the Central Valley of California. I'm excited to talk to him next time. And then after that, we will be going on to deal with the topics of rancheros, or ranchos, uh, which is another important topic in the Spanish history of Alta California, as well as Mexican history. Uh, if you've made it this far in the podcast, that probably means you appreciate what we're doing. And, and I will say this again, we could still and always use more support. Uh, any small contribution helps me to continue to do this podcast. Uh, please visit our Patreon page, which is in our bio on the podcast. We appreciate any size of donation. There is no donation too small. Um, I hope you are having, um, hope you are safe, and um, I'm hoping and praying for um, this time of difficulties and trials um, to end quickly, but end safely and end in a way uh, where we can. Uh, return to life in a way that's uh, respectful of human life. And I will just leave it there.
Until next time. 